Welcome to the Equine Veterinary Journal Podcasts, On The Hoof. Hello, my name is Chris Neal and welcome to this edition of the Equine Veterinary Journal's On The Hoof podcast, in which we aim to summarise a selection of accepted early view or recently published articles. Today, we look at a paper accepted in April 2020 that assessed whether intrathecal anaesthesia of the carpal sheath impacts distal fall insensitivity. The authors were Ludovic Mierkoff and Alvaro Benilla, who are based at the Department of Clinical Studies at the University of Montreal in Canada. This report in the literature that one in three horses undergoing digital flexor tendon sheath anaesthesia had complete heel bulb desensitisation. And recently has been shown that 50% of horses undergoing stifle anaesthesia show improvement in experimentally induced foot pain. This illustrates the dilemma the clinician faces when interpreting intraarticular or intrathecal anaesthesia. It is often suggested to assess carpal sheath anaesthesia within 10 minutes to avoid inadvertent diffusion of anaesthetic onto the medial palmar nerve, as well as into the proximal metacarpal region. However, no studies have investigated whether this occurs in practice, and so how a clinician should interpret and alter their diagnostic approach in horses with suspected carpal sheath pathology. The effect of intrathecal carpal sheath anaesthesia on sites innovated by the lateral and medial palmar nerve was therefore assessed, as well as determination of any high-risk sites for inadvertent desensitisation. Their hypothesis was that distal limb skin sensitisation would be significantly affected by carpal sheath anaesthesia. Two experiments were performed in the study. The first was an in vivo experimental study involving eight mares with a mean age of 13.3 years. Seven standard breads and one paint horse were included, with no carpal sheath effusion or lameness. Carpal sheath anaesthesia was performed on randomly selected limbs by injecting 0.6 mg per kid 2% mepivacaine via an 18 gauge 1.5 inch needle into the proximolateral recess in the partially flexed limb. The opposing forelimb was used as a control. A dynamometer was subsequently used to measure mechanical nociceptive threshold at five sites innervated by the branches of the median ulnar nerves in both limbs. Three measurements at each site were taken at 0, 15, 30, 60, 90, 120 and 180 minutes following carpal sheath anaesthesia. Historical nociceptive measurements were recorded between 24 to 48 hours before the experiment to allow for temporal dif- differences in skin sensitivity and to account for an adaptation effect. The second study was a descriptive cadaveric anatomical study in mature horses of varying ages and breeds. 60 millilitres of latex was injected into 10 limb pairs of horses euthanized for reasons other than carpal sheath pathology, with the limbs subsequently frozen for approximately three weeks to allow the latex to cure. Three centimetre transverse sections of one limb pair were taken from the proximal chestnut to the mid-metacarpus, identifying the nerves and subjectively assessing the areas most closely aligned with the carpal sheath. Longitudinal dissection of the opposing limb pair was also performed to identify any neuroanatomical variations, as well as investigating any locations inside the carpal sheath most likely to accumulate local anaesthetic and act as sites for neural diffusion. During experiments one, the authors noted that six out of eight injections into the carpal sheath went smoothly with two showing signs of subcutaneous swelling immediately following injection due to horse movement. These two horses did not experience heel bulb desensitisation following injection, whereas the others did. 
Partial desensitization occurred from 30 minutes and became full at 60 minutes, with it lasting for at least 180 minutes following carpal sheath anesthesia. No changes in limb sensitivity were observed in the dorsal, pulmonary medial or pulmonary lateral aspects of the mid-canon, indicating these regions are not desensitised following the procedure. In the cadaveric study, the medial palmar nerve crossed the carpal canal with the mesotendon of the deep digital flexor tendon. The nerve was in direct contact with a blind distal intertendinous recess inside the sheath on the pulmonary medial aspect of the proximal metacarpus, rendering it liable for concurrent anaesthesia by diffusion. Similar findings were found with the lateral palmar nerve, where it was in close association with the recess when it ran distally from the level of the accessory carpal bone. Latex studies showed that only an average of 3.9 millilitres of local anaesthetic is required to fill this distal recess, which is significantly lower than the 15 millilitres commonly used in clinical practice. This confirms it would be the likely site of neural desensitization following intrathecal anaesthesia. Unfortunately, the study used a small sample size in normal horses, which makes it difficult to know whether anatomical variations occur within the population or whether carpal sheath pathology influences nerve desensitization. However, the varying breeds and ages of horses used in the cadaveric study allow for a degree of confidence in extrapolating the results. The authors did note that in two out of eight horses, carpal sheath anesthesia was possibly incomplete due to user error and horse movement. The addition of radiographic contrast medium may therefore have aided interpretation and may be a useful adjunct to confirm injection technique given the perceived difficulty of the procedure in the field. There is also a limitation with the interpretation of the dynamometer readings, since skin sensation has been found to appear and end sooner than lameness and deep pain resolution. However, this method of nerve desensitization measurement is widely used in practice, allowing a degree of comparison to occur between scientific papers. During this paper, the authors have added further clarification and evidence to the interpretation of carpal sheath diagnostic anaesthesia. Horses should be reassessed at 15 minutes following injection, and ideally before 30 minutes when structures innervated by the palmar nerves from the level of the proximal metacarpus may occur. If anaesthesia of the distal limb had been skipped due to suspicious clinical findings, the practitioner should wait for a minimum of three hours before continuing diagnostic anaesthesia at this level. That concludes the review of this study, and many thanks for listening to this edition of the Equine Veterinary Journal's On The Hoof podcast. We look forward to welcoming you back soon, when we review another of the journal's early access articles. Thank you for listening to this Equine Veterinary Journal podcast. More about the subjects discussed today can be found online at wileyonlinelibrary.com forward slash journal forward slash evj.